What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is Called Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner. The man who booked Donald Trump Jr. on the Chris Jericho podcast. <laughs> oh my god, the I hate you. Incomparable Jeremy Laws. Jay, what's up, dude? I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Golly. Well, I'm, I'm going to see on, you this I'm, weekend, and I'm hitting you with a chair the yeah, moment I'm, I see you. I bet you are. I've been sitting on that all day. When I was thinking <laughs> about what my intro for you was going to be today. I said, oh, I'm definitely using this Trump Jericho thing on him to, uh, <laughs> at the, at the oh, top Oh, my the goodness. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Untuck It and Manscaped. A little more on both of them later. But in the meantime, please don't forget to subscribe to this show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling Popeye's Chicken Sandwich Spicy, leave a review. Okay, before I get into the social accounts, your boy finally got one of those. You did. You sent a very joyous text. It was a very very uh, joyous text, but the actual experience was not as joyous. I don't think they're that good. Well, your your opinion is valid. Invalid. (laughs) I'm sorry. Do, do the social uh, accounts, you jackass. Yes. <laughs> if you want to make sure you follow us on social at doesn't or on Twitter at doesn't matter pod. That's pod with a zero. You can follow me for my really good chicken sandwich takes at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow Ben for his terrible takes at cruise control. And that's control with a K. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. at doesn't matter podcast. And if you have not reached out to us about our stickers, please reach out to us. Follow the instructions that we put out uh, weeks ago. Um, and if you have reached out to us, we've sent out the stickers already. We sent out personalized uh, notes. I have a little bit more left. So, again, if you guys want a sticker, reach out to us. Um, yeah. And with all that, it's busy. A lot has happened since the last time we hopped on the airwaves. It That's feels gonna... like it's been, like, forever, and it was literally on Thursday. Right, exactly. It, it, we actually recorded a little bit later, and the episode came out the same day. But all that being said, that's going to take us into... The main event. And for this week's main event, it can't be anything other than this almost accidental but beautiful NXT invasion angle that has hit SmackDown Raw and then, you know, culminated in tonight on NXT. But, man, this this has easily been one of the best things that WWE has done in a very, very long time. And it's crazy that it all happened essentially by accident. I mean, well... We can talk about that a little bit, but it, it's it's almost crazy how what seemed like it was going to be an unfortunate unfortunate situation with everyone not being able to fly back in time for SmackDown turned into one of the biggest blessings they've come across since the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I mean this is like a blessing in disguise for them, and like they really did kind of luck out. Uh, like you said, this is probably the best thing they've done outside of the Fiend in a very long time. Like the fact that they were able to kind of scrounge up all the NXT talent and get them to what was it Buffalo, New York on yep, like yep, yep. probably a last minute flight. And like everybody that showed up had a part to play and they did it perfectly. I mean, like you had Shayna come out and do what we've all kind of been waiting for her to do is just like thrust herself in like the women's title picture. And then you have, you have Riddle and Keith Lee chasing down, um, uh, shoot, my brain. Oh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, yeah. Um, and, and having their moment. You have Bianca Belair just fucking savaging people in the backstage. You I have... don't think Carmella has resurfaced, by the way. Because <laughs> Bianca <laughs> right. Belair threw her into God knows where. I don't yeah. think she's resurfaced. 
and then you have Champa coming out with with uh, with the Miz, and and, and Champa on the mic is is getting so 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 good. He's um, very compelling. He, yeah, yeah very, I very thought good. he I thought he outperformed Miz in that situation. Uh, Miz tends to have like these whenever somebody kind of calls him out on what he's been and where he came from, like he tends to put on these like really overacted, like extravagant promos. And he was starting to do that. And then like Champa just shut it down. And then obviously they had a quick match and Champa won. And then it like all culminated with the match that we've all kind of been waiting for with Brian versus Cole. And Jesus, they did not disappoint. Like I thought that was so an incredible. Match. So, so good. Yeah, like yeah, Daniel yeah. Bryan looked f- like if okay, let's just get out of this. Get this out of the way. If you can't have a good match with Daniel Bryan, you probably shouldn't be wrestling because that guy is a fucking right. pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's just so good. Um, and, and obviously Adam Cole is is one of the best in the world. So like those two together was pure magic. And and I think Daniel Bryan is. I, I mean, if they need to continue to have him in these like marquee situations because. It's like every time they put him like in a main event or they just give him time to do work, he puts on something like this. And and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then on Raw, you had uh, Cole versus Rollins, but which kind of ended in shenanigans. So, like, uh, it wasn't as great as, as Brian versus, versus Cole. And, I mean, like, um, all in all, this whole thing has been uh, a blessing. And I, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. And, obviously, tonight we had – the moment we've again we've all been waiting for with with the bullet club basically coming back together right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i never thought i would see um finn balor basically doing the finger guns like i just never thought that that was going to be something that you would shit like that would happen on on wwe television like there was literally like a full-on homage to the bullet club right on nxt that was crazy to me no, it was it was freaking awesome. Just to kind of double back to uh, you know SmackDown, the thing that stood out to me during that whole thing was how over Adam Cole was. Like it was nuts. The crowd when he first popped up on the screen, when Triple H called him over, uh, to, you know, to face Daniel Bryan. Essentially, that pop that he got was insane. Yeah. Um, and he he hadn't even hit the ring yet. It was kind of you know it was through the camera. So that right there shows me that at some point. Cole is going to be on Raw or SmackDown. Like, he just has to be. Um, just based on that reaction, I'm sure Vince's ears perked up. Uh, I think I did, you know, I joked on Twitter that you know, he was kind of lurking in the shadows trying to figure out ways, to, uh, you know, to get Triple H to bring him over. But, man, that that guy can go. He's he's a friggin' star. Um, I mean, I, you know, he, he didn't get to show his mic skills as much, um, you know, during his Raw and SmackDown appearances. But, I mean, we both know he's money on the mic. As mm-hmm. much as he is in the ring, so um, to, to, for everyone's first experience, you know, kind of on the mainstream level, for it to be against Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, like my God, talk about it. like have yourself a week. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he, he had kind I mean, of a quiet night tonight on NXT, and I guess rightfully so, he kind of earned that. But man, that that that's the thing that stood out to me most was, dude, like Adam Cole's only going to be on NXT for a little while longer because he's 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 the future of WWE. Hands. Yeah, I th- I think it just shows how much value they see in him and how much they feel he could be a, p- a future like main event player is that they're already thrusting him into that spot. Um, I, I I was cautiously optimistic about how his his reaction, the crowd reaction would be for him coming out on SmackDown, because like you said, like it's his first time being introduced to the mainstream audience. Like 
he can go to any NXT show and the crowd's going to pop. They're going to do the boom. They're going to do the Adam Cole baby. And I was just like, all right, is that going to really like transfer over to a random crowd in Buffalo? And he came out, everybody did the boom. And then when they did the baby, it was like a takeover show. Like yeah. I just, I was like, okay, this is it. Like he's over. He's a, he's a main event player in the company. Just like strap the rocket on him and let him fly. Like it's time. Um, so I, I think, and I'm really, really happy that they introduced this NXT at the NXT aspect into Survivor Series because it's it's freshening up everything. Like we're so used to this time of year being kind of bland. Outside of last year, obviously with with Becky Lynch is going berserk and like really creating her her star. But right. like for the most part, like this time of year, it's like okay, we're gonna get the same old Raw versus SmackDown. It's gonna be there's not going to be any really like real storyline progressions because everybody kind of puts things on hold for the brand versus brand play. But for this, with NXT being interjected, like we're getting a whole like new fresh looks and new fresh matchups. That's just so intriguing um, and, and refreshing for a WWE fan that has to basically deal with a lot of the like same stuff over and over and over again. So um, it is like like you said, like we said at the top of this, like. It was really a blessing in disguise that like that plane, for whatever reason, uh, did not leave Saudi Arabia on time. Yeah, we'll we'll kind of dive into that after <coughs> I make this this point. Is that you know this NXT invasion thing was probably going to happen at some point, right? Like, I mean, Survivor Series is in two ish weeks. I believe it's on the twenty fourth of this month. So at some point, NXT was going to do their thing. I, I, I firmly believe that was in the plans, but. You know, the fact that it had to be expedited and then it got the reaction that it got was, again, it, it was just, it was, it was great timing for them. Obviously, it wasn't great timing for everyone who got stuck on a plane in Saudi Arabia for, you know, it felt like a day and a half or something like that. But as, as a, you know, coming back, what they came back to and as a whole um, was, was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, it also was kind of funny on Raw to see guys and girls like, you know, Ricochet and, and the Street Profits who have, were recently just on NXT and all of a sudden they're fighting for Raw and, you know, they're still kind of looked at as NXT guys and girls. It, it was just kind of funny, that whole dynamic um, with, you know, how they're being treated now and how, you know, the sides that they have to line up on. But, man, it's it, it the inclusion of NXT, period, is, is it, like you said, adds a whole refresher to this brand versus brand and now yeah. versus brand thing um you know I, I know triple threat matches in general are always they're always wonky they're always a little weird because you don't know you know who's going to team up on who and who to root for but three brands now oh man like when it was ecw raw and smackdown like no one really took ecw all that seriously right nxt is legit this is like totally different now because of the the power shift in the in the brands like there's always been Raw is the A brand, SmackDown's the B brand. Yep. But yep, now yep. with like everything shifting, there really is no real like clear cut A brand. Like everybody like WWE obviously wants it to be SmackDown because it's on Fox, but like NXT is there. Like every, it seems like very equal like playing field here, and that's what makes it so interesting is because there really is no clear cut. This is the A brand. You know what I mean? No, no, a thousand percent. One thing I did want to pick your brain on before we dive into, take a quick dive into this weird Saudi Arabia situation is that, so obviously they're playing a little game with Triple H and Seth Rollins with Trips trying to lure him back to NXT. And, you know, during 
when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, this is, it hadn't even crossed my mind that that was even a possibility, right? But I feel like it's a good move because if they're going head to head with AEW, with Dynamite, why not bring Seth over, right? It's just another main player to have on what, I don't know. I don't know if it's like, if you're, if we're ranking them A, B, and C, if, I don't know if NXT is firmly the C show right now. I mean, maybe from a ratings perspective, but man, to bring Seth over there to go head to head with, with AEW, that'd be a huge, huge, huge power move. I mean, do you think that's even remotely possible that they bring him over? Uh, not for a long, not on a long-term basis, unless they do like a, like a, basically a trade and they bring some NXT talent over to raw to kind of fill that void that Seth would leave. Um, because he's such a marquee name and a big marketable star for the raw traveling show. I mean, a lot of people wear Seth Rollins shirts and they want to go see myself included. Yeah. So so the only reason why I'm even floating this out there is because, so I think we've all known for a while that Seth has needed a refresher, I guess, to put it very lightly, just with his character, with his direction. Obviously, he's not going to face the Fiend for the Universal title anymore now that they're on opposite shows. I, I mean, him versus Brock, I guess, is the next thing in line. But like, can't do that again. Do though. we? We like they've done it twice already. So yeah, you can't do it again. That's why I'm just again. I agree with everything you just said. He's a marquee guy, top top of you know the company, but he really has no direction right now. So bring him to NXT, refresh him, and then bring him back to you know Raw or SmackDown down the line. It, it just feels like it makes sense. Um, but I, again, I could see why they won't, because again, kids love that dude. He's he's kind of like the new face of the company that everyone loves to hate. So, I mean, I'm with it, you. I think that would be great, and I think it'd be, a, a, I mean, him coming out in full sale would be fucking incredible. But like, I just don't think it makes sense from a business point of view because he does sure. so many so many shirts, and he is just like that marquee star that you can put on like a random show in Long Island or wherever and people are going to come up just to see him. So like you have to have him on that traveling circus. Um, I mean, but if they want to do it, I'm not going to say no. like, I wouldn't be mad about it. I'd be like, Fuck, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not disregarding it entirely just yet. Just be, I, I feel like he almost also wants a bit of a break um, because it, you know, NXT's travel schedule is nowhere near as rigorous and as extreme as Raw or SmackDowns, and you know, give his body a little bit of a break, like performing that I mean, much. That could be that could be a cool, like an interesting way. Like they used to be able to, like when 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 wrestlers wanted a break, they would just go off TV for months, right? Right, right, right. And now, like it's, it looks like with this is what happened with Finn Balor. It's like he wanted a break. Well, they gave him a little break, and then it's like, okay, you're gonna go to NXT for a while. You don't have to travel. Like you could stay at home, but you're gonna you're gonna be on TV on Wednesdays, and you'll probably have to do a takeover show on Saturday, like once every four months. But like that is like their new like basically vacation. It's like you just go to NXT for a little while, you stay in Florida, stay at home, go to NXT tapings or NXT Live, and that's it. Like you know what I mean? Like instead of taking full breaks off of TV, you're 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 taking a step back on NXT, so you're only doing once a week, and you don't travel. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 this is obviously a pipe dream. I'm just trying to figure out some way to, uh, you know, refresh Seth without entirely just having him be off of TV. Yeah. So it, again, it's a it's a pipe dream, and, and I totally get that. Now, to, you know, 
we we debated before we hopped on about how deep to dive into this whole Saudi Arabia situation because at the end of it, it's just kind of a bummer, right? Like yeah. to to even have to have had to I guess we didn't have to, but we chose to because it's part of the part of the job here. You know, we watched Crown Jewel, we covered it, we we pod podcasted right after, um, and the whole situation just coming back got freaking weird. Um, mm-hmm. Before the the Saudi show even happened. I played this like hypothetical situation in my head with man, that's a quick turnaround from Crown Jewel to SmackDown. I hope the flight situation is all good. All of a sudden, it's Friday. You jinxed it. I, I might have. I didn't say it out loud. I didn't say it on last week's show, but it was just crazy to see like, oh, the flight's not coming in. X amount of people have made it back, and X amount of people will be on, and you know they're flying NXT guys and girls up, and you know, like this show. So. Now, there's a lot of he said, she said with this whole Saudi situation, and it, it seems like there's it's never going to quite be solved. Um, you know, they're, WWE saying there were plane issues. Uh, there's reports out there that there were some issues between the Saudi prince and Vince. There's issue, There's people out there saying that there's guys and girls in the locker room who overreacted to the actual situation. At the end of it, these guys, some of these guys and girls didn't come back until like Saturday evening, Sunday morning, right? They had mm-hmm. to be in Saudi Arabia for a very, very long time. And I, I and it was weird because they, then they announced that they were, they were what, doing two shows in Saudi Arabia moving forward um, for what's the year again that they're, that they're doing? 2027. Like 2027. It's like eight years from now. Well, I yeah. guess it's like a 10 year deal that went back to 2017, right? Like that, I think that was the original deal. Now they're just adding a second show. Well, they're going to continue to do like the, I mean, they're still doing two shows, but they're going to continue to do like the super showdown with the crown jewel. So basically, yeah, it'd be two events. So you'd have your WrestleMania adjacent show and then basically your SummerSlam adjacent show. In Saudi yeah, Arabia, it's it's a weird thing be, too because obviously they're going to pay a lot of money. Um, I, I believe it's was it is it four hundred million over over ten years, so it's like forty million it's dollars in, a year. It's incredible. It's, sum it's of money. In, so which makes sense as to like why they take it because I you know I, I guess it is a little bit of blood money to an extent. But man, also by the way, this was the first Saudi event that produced a legitimate result, right? Like something that. Yeah where there was like a trickle down effect, you know, there's a new universal champion that's never happened in the shows prior. So at least there was that. Um, I still don't like the fact that, you know, their dealings over there, I mean, not their dealings themselves, but just the whole situation over there is, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff I don't really want to get into because it, it, you know, it's, it's all about some weird morals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of issues with, with this whole situation and like, to be honest, like I don't think we're the pod to like dive into absolutely the, not. the specifics absolutely. of what actually transpired. I think there's a lot of really knowledgeable individuals out there um, that have information that we just don't have, and we, we I don't think it'd be right for us to speak on it. But like, it was a crazy situation. We were kind of watching it. We were watching it as fans, like just seeing how it all unfolded. It's interesting. Like, it literally. A few days later, they announced that they were doing the deal till 2027. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be an issue going forward. If they want to continue, I mean, obviously, when they're continuing with these shows, like they're going to have to adjust their schedule and make sure that they're not doing these things basically on a back to back and risking talent and risking losing a fan base out here. Because, 
I mean, they were lucky to get the NXT guys out out to Buffalo in time because, I mean, that could have been a disaster if they didn't have anybody to work. And Horrible. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have paying fans in Buffalo just wanting to see their, their favorite wrestlers, and they can't because they're stuck in Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, it was a shitty situation. It ended up paying off, but, man... They're gonna to have to really rethink the schedule if they're gonna with with this deal continuing through 2027. Absolutely, and since WWE has to pay the bills, so do we over here. <laughs> the, the, it doesn't matter what your podcast is called, podcast. So with that, let's pay some bills. First, a word from our friends over at Untuck It. The holidays are almost here, and you know what that means: gifts. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Unlike most brands, Untucked shirts are actually designed to be worn, wait for it, untucked. Untucked hey. shirts, they always fall at the at the just right length, no matter your size. So, they look, they look casual and sharp. Have you ever seen an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It. The original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for the favorite guy who needs an upgrade. With more than 50, 50 plus fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online or check out one of their 80 brick-and-mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulky, too long, or too big again. And their website is easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com. Promo code BLUE for 20% off. I got to say, I went to untuckit.com recently because I have a, I, I like to wear my button downs untucked. I as well, yes. And, I, I mean, it's a game changer because, actually, nobody told me that my untucked Button down looked bad, so now I'm like really self conscious. So. Same, but I after <laughs> this though, I also noticed like yeah, some of these run super long. Because yeah, that, that's freaking unnatural. So untuck it, man. Just changing lives, one podcast host at a time, and it could be <laughs> yours next, listeners. We're gonna take another quick break to talk about our friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped, the number one groomer in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for all your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has property skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Finally. And, finally. <laughs> and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Don't I can't do believe... It. Hold up. I'll let you finish. I can't believe it took... If, if there's anyone out there who's listening to this pod and it took this pod or this ad read for, the, for you to stop doing the double duty on your face and your balls, you need to look yourself in the mirror and get this. But go on. Sorry. The double duty. Manscaped, has, Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? 
Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. All right, so I got a package from Manscaped last week. I put it to use, and this is a life changer, guys. This is crazy. The, the, the crop preserver is next level. Not only does it make you, it makes your, your lower region smell great, but it, 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 it does stop the chafing. I'm telling you, the lotion is next level. It's incredible. I, I'm, I can't speak highly enough about this company. It's great. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code word BLUEWIRE. Ooh, I've, uh, I've learned more about Jeremy in the past one minute than I have in our entire <laughs> friendship. I'm so, telling you, uh, I got the package. I was like, what is this? And I looked at it. I was like, no, you okay, were genuinely, is... you, you, you texted, I think, I, I feel like I was in the top five of the people that you texted <laughs> to ask if they'd, whoever had sent you ball deodorant. Um, I, I, had to, I texted my brother. I was like, did you send me this as a joke? <laughs> and he's like, no. And he's like, what is it? I was like, it's, it's like something to groom your balls. And he's like, that's fucking hilarious. And I was like, yes. And, and I used it. I was like, okay, I'm telling you right now, you got to get it. So my brother is actually looking into it too. Like, it's incredible. So manscaped.com. Don't forget it. Blue, yeah, with code blue wire, 20, 20% off is, <laughs> is huge. Uh, so that's going to take us into our Wednesday Night Wars segment, obviously comparing NXT and Dynamite, AEW Dynamite. Um, I, I thought before we kind of dive into each show individually, I believe Dynamite had the just the inherent advantage, advantage just because it was the go-home show. You know, it's obviously the yeah. go-home show before Full Gear this Saturday. NXT, it felt like they knew that. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little bit of a show felt mailed in, not not entirely. It was still it was still a, you know a pretty good show overall. But um, they, uh, yeah, Dynamite had a little bit of an advantage with it being there's just more at stake and more more. And to, I think that's uh, I, I don't think that's a bad idea because I think if you are of the mind like hey they're gonna put on this crazy show because this is their their go home. Let's just save everything for when they're going to be on, like when they come back and it's a lull. Like then right. we can bring the A game. Like if you could bring a B plus game and maybe throw in some A plus moments, then that's fine. I, I mean, not every show is going to be able to like you're not going to be able to hit it out of the park. So I, I think they did just fine, kind of stepping back a little bit and saying, "Hey, oh wow, my nose just got all super like congested. <laughs> it's crazy." Um, and, and just saying, like, hey, we're going to punt this one and let you guys have it. Hey, so, yeah, I mean, so you just got to be self-aware like that, and, and I'm fine with that. The, the biggest issue I had with the whole night was, so NXT invades SmackDown, right? No one's there Correct. to defend SmackDown's house. They invade Raw, take over Raw. The OC was really the only people who wanted to retaliate. They were the only three people from Raw and SmackDown who were like, let's go take a flight. Roman was talking shit, too. He I said, know, like, don't Rome, come in my yard. Yeah. And I think Roman, before Survivor Series, he'll probably pop his head in, and that's fine. But of like more eyes were probably on this show than the past couple of NXTs, and this was an opportunity. I mean, look, the OC's great. I thought you know bringing AJ and Gallows and Anderson down there, awesome. Um, obviously, it, it kind of there was a little bit of a Finn, uh, you know, tease with him, you know, reuniting with with the Bullet Club and whatnot, but. I just wanted to see a little bit more of a fight back, um, mm -hmm. and maybe like like again, that's probably coming in the next couple of weeks. But it, it just would have been nice to see that, especially after NXT came out super super strong on SmackDown, 
and on Raw. Um, I guess just a bummer from you know the NXT standpoint. I, I think I mentioned this earlier. Minimal Cole involvement, and I think that just kind of has to do from a usage rate standpoint. Like he obviously had two huge matches on SmackDown and Raw. They're you know they're trying to preserve this dude um, for you know he's probably gonna have to. Well, he's gonna go through War Games again. What is mm-hmm. this like the third third time in a disputed era is gonna be in a War Games match? Yeah. And he might be pulling double duty at Survivor Series. Who knows? Um, but so I, I was fine with that. But it was just a little surprising given, you know, he's their main champion. And obviously he was left standing tall at the end of the show. But it's, I thought, it, you know, just it was a little bit surprising that he had that little involvement, um, you know, on, on the show this week. So so you're saying a key to a, the key to a good NXT show is just all Adam Cole. Bay Bay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on the flip side, dynamite was, dare I say it, dynamite. You 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 you've been using too much ball deodorant. <laughs> Carry it's on. It seeped into my pores, and yeah. now it's like infecting my brain. Yeah. Um, uh, I the first thing I gotta say about this is like AEW knows how to start a fucking show. Like this is becoming a trend where they are putting on just bangers to start this show, and I actually um. I, I met, uh, messaged Jonathan Snowden, friend of the pod, uh, on, on Twitter, just like, man, they just know how to kick things off. And he's like, yeah, this is, like, incredible. So, like, this is – if this is a trend that they're going to continue going forward, count me in. Like, they just get the ball rolling. Tonight it was Trent versus Pack, and I, I wasn't expecting this to be good, and it was phenomenal. We got a little bit of an Orange Cassidy Pack. Uh, tease, and I'm just like, I need more Orange Cassidy. I need all of it. Uh, just like you need all Adam Cole, I need all Orange Cassidy. So um, everything about that match was great. And then you follow that up with quite possibly the babyface promo of the year oh, by so Cody. So I mean, good. I was like ready to run through a brick wall after he was done talking. I was just like, Jesus, like, jack me up. Like, this is, I'm fucking pumped. He called Chris Jericho a dick, and now that Chris Jericho is a, a MAGA guy, I, I think he is a dick. <laughs> so, like, I was all fucking into it. Um, and and you have a, a tag match, the bronze medal tag match in the uh, the tag team tournament. I don't really understand why they even had bronze medals, but whatever. Uh, what this did give us is that Private Party is now in a triple threat tag match um, at, at full gear with SCU and Lucha, Par- uh, Lucha Bros, and I'm fucking... All, all for that because that's gonna be bonkers. My yes. God, I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter too. Like, if there's one thing that AEW has not got right, it's it's uh, the Dark Order. And then on the flip side, like in the same match, like they've 100 percent got the Private Party right. Like everything they've done with Private Party is spot on. They've pushed them. They've allowed them to put on some fucking crazy matches. So everything that they're doing with with Private Party is spot on. Everything they've done they've done with dark order is just completely uh, like flopped. So, um, and not everything is, is is great. Not everything is like perfect in AEW, but it's, it balances out. And then with this main event, you had hangman and Kenny Omega versus, uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, which ended up leading to a fucking overbooked finish. That was pure madness. You have, uh, Nick Jackson doing a, some sort of fucking somersault off he the jumped stage. Off. Yeah, he jumped off yeah, the and, top and of the like, stage. It, it's these overbooked finishes are fun, especially for a go home show because all it does is just get you jacked up for full gear. 
Um, we're actually going to break down full gear later in the show, but like this was basically a perfect go home show. This was this is this is exactly what you want. It pumped up everything for full gear. It even um, previewed a potential new match that hasn't even been announced yet with Sean Spears versus Joey Janela. So like for their first official go home show, this is perfect. Yeah, it was definitely one of the tests that they, you know, for them to see how they would stack up. Obviously, WWE has go-home shows all the time. And, the, you know, the go-home show in the WWE, honestly, has kind of lost its luster a little bit. Um, oh, they're sometimes you for, trash. Sometimes you forget that it is even a go-home show. So this yeah. was just a nice little throwback to remind us, like, yo, we're about to go nuts on Saturday. But it, I guess also WWE lost its luster when kind of pay-per-views went to the network. Right, like you're not paying sixty dollars anymore. It's just ten bucks if you want to go watch the show. AEW is still selling full priced, full fledged pay per views, so they need to get you to pay that fifty or sixty bucks or whatever it is now. Um, so it, it was a nice little throwback. It was a nice little feel. It 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 felt very Attitude Era. Felt very Monday Night Wars ish. And I know like mm-hmm. we we like to throw those terms around because it's a sexy thing to say. But man, that ending really felt like it because there was just. There was literally everyone was out. (laughs) It felt like classic WCW, right? Classic overbooked, but who cares? Because it's fun. You know what I mean? Like Like, all their tier one guys were out there just going nuts. So yeah, it was was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, I I mean, I'm all for it. I I think we said this after like week two where they were doing these overbooked, like just chaotic finishes. Like if that became a, a a reoccurring thing it would become a problem but they right. got away from it for a little while and then they brought it back obviously with the go home so i think that makes perfect sense so all in all i thought the show was perfect very very good so let's go on to uh, um, our news and notes let's wrap up the show with these um we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier but so war games is happening um on nxt um on, on the men's side we have the undisputed era taking on champa riddle Lee and a mystery teammate. I'm assuming it's going to be Dijakovic. I think he's going to be the fourth guy. He just kind of fits the mold. I know him and uh, Keith Lee had kind of had their thing, but he just seems like the guy. I don't is there know. any like? Um, is there anybody that is kind of out there that we haven't even thought of? I mean, Pete Dunne, maybe. But Pete, Dunne, I mean, he, he was in the. He was in was it last year's, and it was. I don't know if he. I don't know if his style fits, you know, craziness like war games. Uh, I feel like Finn is a you know a wild card, but again, he just he took out. <laughs> well, I take that back. He took out Riddle tonight, so that's off the table. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Dream like, Dream is injured. Um, yeah. So that I think he would have naturally been that fourth guy, but unfortunately, uh, I guess we could just talk about this now real quick. He was. So he was, I believe they wrote, wrote him off TV during that backstage attack by the Undisputed Era, um, and it was because of this injury that he was only supposed to miss a few months, but now it's he's still not close, or he's almost there, away, but not like, quite. It's, it's, it seems like a little vague in terms of like when he's actually going to return, but yeah, sure. it's, it, it probably won't be until, I would say, like maybe Rumble weekend. Like I think it would make sense to just keep yeah. him away for that long. Because then he can come back. He can come back for the Rumble takeover. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good point. Um, or but, have him come back in the Rumble. I mean, that'd be dope. I'd be yeah, down for that. I'd also be down for that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if I had to, if I had to pick a mystery teammate, I'm gonna go with Dijakovic just because it seems like that you know he fits. Um, or maybe it's Leo Rush. 
I don't know. I'm just trying to throw. Leo Rush is gonna have a. He's gonna have a uh, cruiserweight match. At he will. Takeover. Yeah, Angel Garza, number one, yeah. new number one contender. Um, flipping over to the women's side real quick. Uh, Rhea Ripley's team of now, or uh, she added her her last member tonight, which was Mia Yim. Um, it's and so on the flip side, Shayna's team is missing one person. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be Dakota Kai. Because she got snubbed basically for that fourth spot on Rhea's team. So, so Dakota, so Dakota turns heel. Yeah, yeah. They, they seem to be planting a little bit of seed, those seeds uh, to tonight. And so, I mean, that would be cool because then you would have, you would have Dakota turn heel on what, like Tegan Knox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be down for that. I mean, because that, I mean, spice up her character a little bit. She um she could have you know because Rhea Ripley and and Tegan Knox ran rough shot on on uh, was it SmackDown they, yeah 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 on SmackDown against Fire and Desire Dakota Kai nowhere to be seen right yeah the, and I thought that was surprising. interesting in real time because I was like if if Tegan's coming out where's Dakota and that that does make sense now that I think about it like have her have Dakota turn heel and come out and then that's when you have the face off between Dakota and Tegan at War Games in the cage yeah so. I mean, I, Bianca Belair also makes sense in this spot. Um, but then, but, you, but then you're putting Bianca with with Shayna and Jessamine and, and Marina, and that right. doesn't she, fit. She had a pretty huge feud with them. But yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, I I think that's my guess personally is Dakota Kai joining in you know, little little bit of a swerve uh, for uh, for for everyone. Um, NXT signed a couple of new people, headlined by Scarlett Bordeaux. Um, former Impact star. Um, bit, I, I mean, I think this is a bigger signing than people are making it out to because she was a huge star over at yeah. Impact. Yeah, and she's the the smoke show. I, I think this is this is an interesting signing for PG era WWE because she wrestles basically in lingerie. Um, she is a good wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Like she yep. is a quality wrestler, but she does embrace like the old school attitude era, like diva style mentality, but she can go. Um, I I'm all for this. You have Shotsky black, uh, Shotsky Blackheart as well, coming in from the indie scene. Um, there was that video going around. I want to say a couple weeks ago where, where Regal actually went out and gave her the, the NXT contract in the middle of the ring at an indie show. So that's, oh, that was yeah, cool. yeah, that was cool. You have, you have Indy Hartwell and then you have referee, Stephen Smith, but like obviously the big draw here that everybody's been going for is Scarlett Bordeaux. Scarlett Bordeaux. Did you know that she was actually an enhancement talent one night on Raw uh, for I want to say for Nia Jax? Oh, word. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I mean, yeah. Okay, great. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 awesome to have her. You know, obviously impact I, her exit from there was a little funky too, right? Like it wasn't like LAX had kind of a smooth exit from Impact. They, she did they not. kind of left on top. Scarlet Bordeaux did not have a very, uh, what's, it, it wasn't, they didn't end on great terms. <laughs> no. I guess let's, let's just put I it mean, that way. Let's be honest. Like, I want to say, like, Impact has a, like, scary good women's division. I yeah. mean, it's headlined by, yeah. by Tessa and Jordan, but, like, their women's, their, their women's division as a whole is really good. Um, so if you get a chance to watch Impact Wrestling, you can watch it. I mean, they have really quality stars. They have Sammy Callahan. They have Brian Cage. But, like, their women's division is fucking top class. Um, Tessa Blanchard is a fucking star. Like, bona fide star. Um, so, yeah. Moving on. We did talk about Dream. He is injured. 
And then let's also talk about the new matches that were announced for Survivor Series. You have the women's triple threat match. You have Shayna, Becky versus, uh, yeah, Shayna, Becky, and Bailey, which is going to be a good one. And then you have the tag team triple threat with War Raider Viking Experience, <laughs> yeah. whatever War the Raiders, fuck the name is now. Yeah, Undisputed Era, Undisputed Era, the Revival. And, uh, so the basically, revival. an NXT, NXT. tag t- <laughs> three way tag title match. Yeah, um, <laughs> at Survivor Series, which is, I mean, it's kind of awesome, but it's also hilarious that. Um, you know, War Raiders and Revival have kind of been misused, and the only two guys who kind of fit the mold about where they are are O'Reilly and Fish. So I think I think it's gonna be an awesome match, though. I mean, yeah, those all, they have all six good, of those guys can go. I, I know that the 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 Viking Raiders and and the Undisputed Era have really good chemistry in the ring because they put yes, on some quality yes, matches do. in NXT, and obviously the Revival are just fucking pros. So I think that would be a great match. And then you have Brock versus Ray, which is actually turning out to be a really good story. Like I'm enjoying what they're doing with this. Like they have built this out, and now I'm like I'm kind of looking forward to this. Um, I think what they did on Monday Night Raw was fucking incredible. Like Brock going through backstage and like attacking random staffers, I thought was awesome. Um, so I'm really kind of looking forward to this match. Um, what what do you, what do you think about it? It's grown on me. Initially, I admit I was not a huge fan of it. I'm just not. I'm not a huge Ray guy, and, and that's probably blasphemous to say because he's one of the you know, he's one of the all time greats. Um, and it's not like when I was. I feel like when I was younger, I enjoyed his work more just because I don't know, like maybe that style just appealed to me more. I just think now when I watch him, it, it's he borders on that line of like unbelievable. And I, I get that, you know, we're fans of professional wrestling and you have to suspend disbelief basically <laughs> at all times. But man, just a lot of his moveset is predicated on the other guy setting him up to be able to succeed, if that makes sense. That's, mm-hmm. that's my only issue with Ray. Uh, I think he's phenomenal other than that. Um, but this this storyline grew on me in that. So obviously I, I thought it was hilarious whenever Brock would kick Dominic's ass just like at all times it just got to the point where it was it, it was like uh on South Park every time they would kill Kenny right it just be, it, that was the equivalent when Brock would attack Dominic it just became funny um but on Monday I thought you know the lead pipe adding that into the mix uh, where you know it it looked like Ray was actually a formidable opponent for Brock and you know it was King and and Vic Joseph just pumping up the fact that Brock didn't leave the building under his own power because he got attacked by Ray. Um, so they've built the story, you know, pretty pretty well in my opinion. I, this is obviously more appealing than him, or Brock versus Kane Velasquez for many many reasons. Yeah. Um, so at least there's that, and and maybe this is Ray's send off from the main event scene. You know, just one final match at, at a pretty you know marquee pay per view. Um, I'm secretly hoping for a Dominic turn on Ray. That'd be uh, awesome. I think that would be hilarious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and there'd actually I, be I, reason for it. You know, yeah. it's like you keep putting me in harm's way, right? Like exactly. I shouldn't have been attacked by Brock, but because I was with you, I got my ass kicked handful of times. So yeah, I'm, I think I'm it totally just makes sense. I, I I would be into that. All right, before we get into the full gear breakdown, I do want to make a correction. We got the we actually got the women's teams wrong for the the war games match it is rhea ripley candice LeRae, tegan knox and mia yim versus Shayna, eo and bianca belair so bianca belair is on oh the she's team with, right, right. with with Shayna. for some reason i automatically assumed that Shayna was going to be with jessamine and marina that is not the case it is Shayna, ia eo 
and, and Bianca. So we're still waiting on that fourth member, which could be Dakota Kai. So we just keep um, we keep grouping the four horsewomen together. It's just it's, it's kind of it, I mean it's just that, natural bad, and like yeah, it is yeah, a yeah. kind of a weird team because like we said before, like Bianca and Shayna have a history, so like having them on a team together just seems odd. Uh, EO is just kind of there, and EO is my favorite heel in the business right now because heel EO is a godsend. So. Um, yeah, I, I think Dakota in this mix makes perfect sense now. Um, so yeah, let's jump into the full gear. Uh, <clears throat> we'll go, we'll go match by match. We'll do this really quickly because we are running out of time. We, I mean, I could talk about this card for days. So main event here, actually we'll go, we'll go, uh, bottom to top. So we'll go All right. the first card or the first match that's been officially announced is going to be on the pre-show. We have Dr. Britt Baker versus Bea Priestley. This one's been feuding. This one's been brewing for a little while. I think here you have to put over Britt because I think it's time to put her to. in that title picture. She's so good and she's she's a star for you. Did you um, did you see her um her pre taped promo? Yes. On B Priestley. Oh, so yeah. good. So yeah. so good. Yeah, and, and I I think it just makes sense to put Britt over here. Another match that could potentially be announced probably even on Saturday. And they teased it tonight. We we spoke on it earlier. Is Sean, uh, is Sean Spears versus Joey Janela? This seems to be a weird feud that they're doing. Um, Sean Spears is actually a really fucking good heel. Like he is really like up upping this yep. chairman gimmick. Um, I'd be into this. This would be a perfect pre-show match. Um, if they were to do it, I I think you continue to put Sean Spears over just because he is a really good heel. Um, and then you have Riho versus Emi Sakura for the women's title. I think it's clear that you put Riho over because she is a bona fide star. Yep. People love Riho. Um, even though Emmy got the actual pin tonight on on Dynamite in the tag team match, I think it's now. I think you just continue to put Riho over. Then you have the tag team match and all tag team matches where you have Young Bucks, Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz, which is gonna be a banger, folks. This is gonna be so good. Um, I actually think Santana and, Santana and Ortiz go over here. Oh, a thousand um, percent. I think so I, too. I think they're they're kind of building them up to be a tag champ, potentially. Like once Jericho loses the AEW belt, that's when Santana and Ortiz get the belt, so that they don't have all the belts inside the the inner circle. Um, and then you have you have Pack versus Hangman, which is gonna be good. Pack is 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 a fucking star. I know I say that a lot, but he's really good. It's a shame that like WWE really didn't know what to do with him. Man, they um, had him. They had him firmly in their grasp, and they messed it up. They messed it up bad. They uh, were, having they, him job out to Enzo, dude. Uh, th- when we when we pod in like five years, and we look back, and we're like, remember that time that WWE chose Enzo Amore over Pac? <laughs> I do that it's every gonna, time. Epi- yeah, they put like an, every time he episode. has a match on Dynamite. I'm just like, man. Remember when WWE booked him to lose to Enzo fucking Amore? Like, that's crazy to me. Like, it's crazy they lost a star this big and didn't allow him to be this character. That's crazy. Uh, We had the triple threat tag match of SCU, Lucha Bros, and Private Party. As much as I would want Private Party to win the tag belts, it's not going to happen. It's going to be SCU. Um... Yeah, you got to legitimize that, them as champs for a, at least for a while, and they just yep. won the title, so there, there's no way they're losing. I think they're, it's yep. going to be a hell of a match. It could be a match of the night, but they're they're walking away with the belts. Yep, exactly. Um, and then we have the lights out match, Mox versus Kenny Omega, bonkers. This is going to be crazy. I just want to uh, see what type of weapons they're going to keep wrapping in barbed wire. So like, it's already been a bat, seen a broom. What other 
house cleaning supplies will they wrap in barbed wire for this match? Like a Swiffer? Toilet cleaning a, brush. A toilet cleaning brush is good. Uh, what's what's in like bat like a door stopper? You, you, have, you oh. have a door stopper? You yeah. Pre- prevent break-ins. Wrap That's that in some small, barbed though. wire. It's a small yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, I mean a, I mean a chair wrapped in barbed wire would be cool. Eh, too classic. I want weird shit, man. We got Mox and Kenny Omega. Give me some weird stuff wrapped in barbed wire. I'm just putting it out there. Listeners, <laughs> send us your ideas, okay? I'm, I'm, I want thinking like Everything wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah. Um, I think Mox goes over. I think they're yes, they're, they're booking him to be a future champion. I think it makes sense because he is your biggest star. Um, and then we have the, the, the AEW title match with Cody versus Maga Jericho. Um... <laughs> I, I think, I, I mean, the stipulation makes it interesting that, like, if Cody loses, he can no longer compete for the AEW title. I still think he loses um, because I think they realize that Jericho with the title is money um, and the inner circle with the biggest title um, is money. And I think it just makes sense to continue to have that run until their next big, big pay-per-view, which is, I think, maybe double or nothing. Um so I, I think it just makes sense to keep the belt on Jericho as much as it pains me to say that Cody will no longer uh, challenge for the AEW title, though we all know that's a work and he'll eventually do it in a year or so and they'll forget about it. But I think for now, Jericho wins the title or keeps the title and we go off the air with the inner circle standing tall in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I mean, once he delivered that stipulation automatically, I thought, oh, he's going to win the title because that they're just not going to keep him away from it for that long right away. But then I, I pulled up Fozzie's touring schedule. Um, not a lot of shows between now and the foreseeable future. Uh, they have a show on November 15th for those. Wow. You went on the Fozzie touring schedule I, to I figure this out. Fozzie rock.com slash Fozzie slash tour. And there are four upcoming shows uh, for, for our Fozzie fans out there who, uh, but so this schedule not be named. <laughs> this, yeah, this, this schedule tells me that Jericho will be walking away with the AEW title um, because I don't like him dropping it to the guy who basically started the company. That's not that compelling. I mean, no. Cody cut a great promo, and he's he's a freaking star. He's a freaking wrestling genius, but um, he's he's not going to be world champ at the end of Saturday because I, I do think. If and when Jericho does drop the title, because he's back on, I'm sure this Fozzie tour schedule will full, fill out. So I'll, I'm just gonna bookmark this real quick. Uh, I do think he's gonna drop it to like Moxley, or Same. you know, uh, should be like Moxley or Page, someone like that, right? Who's kind of the next phase to carry this company. Um, but yeah, it's a bummer, especially after today's findings about the, his latest guests on uh, his latest guest on his his. Podcast, which I really like, by the way, I, I love Chris Jericho's podcast. It's but, this I mean, is the, that, this, the it, next episode I will be skipping. That is a big fat L that he I takes. I will be deleting this, that this from my phone yeah. immediately. So I mean, it, I, I, this is a really really good pay per view card. Like just really like, good. Let's just it's it's so like deep. Um, there's going to be a lot of quality matches. I'm going to be marking out, and I also really like the fact that they do this on a Saturday. Like yeah. I don't really the Sunday pay per views. I mean, you're messing with my shows. Like I gotta be watching Watchmen, and like I can't be I can't be focused on wrestling all the time. So the well, fact that they're that doing this aside, on Saturday, too, you know, we've pay per views on Sundays. We've just been so ingrained and brainwashed essentially as wrestling fans that it's okay 
right? We all have work on Monday. <laughs> we yeah, all have things to do. Let's so, just get back to this doing this on Saturday. I like it. It's the same thing with like like fighting, like UFC or boxing. Like they put right. it on Saturday. So you can like, for one thing, you can go and get fucking wasted while watching it and have a good time and then you have Sunday to recover. Speaking <laughs> of Saturday, yeah. this Saturday is the day that I will be chugging oh, the white yes. claw for all your your five star ratings that you guys have given us and Many thanks to everybody that has dropped a rating. Um, continue to hit us with rankings, uh, ratings, even though we've hit that mark. Shoot, if we hit 400, if we do it, I'll do a double chug every 200 ratings we get. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, no, every so at the 400 mark, we'll come up with something new. Maybe at the every hundred mark, we should come up with some sort of thank you, right? So the 200 mark is you failing at this. I'm double, not gonna fail. This is gonna be simple. I'm Dude, gonna I'm gonna chug this. It's I'm gonna, gonna chug be, it exactly like Stone Cold. So half of it's gonna be poured on my face anyway. So it doesn't really matter. It's gonna but, be embarrassing. <laughs> no, because you said you could do it better than Stone Cold. So you have I'm gonna to do it more. better than him. But it's still gonna get everywhere. But I'm gonna do it better than him. Like no. it, it, we will see. It's gonna be on video. We will let the listeners and the fans decide whether you succeeded or failed. Although spoiler alert, he's going to fail. I'm gonna um, but, I'm gonna do this right, and then I'm gonna stunner you on video, and everybody's gonna see this, and in, and then I'm. Well, if I mean, and when you do, happen. I will sell it like a goddamn champ. <laughs> you can be like the rock and just like flail all over the place. I mean, exactly. that'd be awesome. Um, so, yeah, again, many thanks to everybody that's already dropped a rating and subscribed to the pod. If you haven't already, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's pod with a zero. You can follow me personally at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And again, follow us on Instagram as well. If we get those numbers up, we can finally release that hostage photo of Ben's. It's incredible. Uh, you guys are missing out that you haven't seen it yet, and I'm really, really anxious for it to be released so I can put it on a shirt and <laughs> yeah, wear it everywhere. That's going to be our first shirt, unfortunately, <laughs> I feel like. Uh, but, yeah, make sure you follow us at Doesn't Matter Podcast on Instagram. Uh, again, many thanks to everybody who's already dropped a rating and who already follows us, follows us on social. And don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And again, to reiterate, if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, keep those five-star ratings coming. And if again, if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. We've got, man, we're not even close to the end of, of a wrestling week. we still got SmackDown on Friday. We've got Full Gear on Saturday. So, you know, we've, we've got a busy week and Jeremy's white claw chug oh man this we, we've got a lot of things on deck for you all um all that being said if there's another podcast out there that is going to deliver one of their hosts double chugging white claws it doesn't matter what that podcast is called all right everyone Peace. later